Michael Popak, Legal AF. We got breaking news. Special counsel Jack Smith to get ready for the March trial in the D.C. election interference case against Donald Trump has just told the judge, Judge Chutkin, that he intends to put on evidence to demonstrate and establish Donald Trump's motive, intent, preparation, knowledge, and common plan of the actions and conduct in November of 2020 of Boris Epstein. Doesn't list it by name, but I'll tell you why I know it's Boris Epstein, a political consultant, an operative, and lawyer for Donald Trump even today, who, had, who according to the Department of Justice, encouraged a riot to break out in Detroit to stop the vote count after he learned that Donald Trump was losing and Joe Biden was winning, which goes, of course, to many, many elements of criminal mind and criminal intent of Donald Trump, knowing along with his co-conspirators, that he had lost in November, then doing everything he could to stop the vote count, just as he did everything he could, including violence and a riot, same riot, same type of riot, to stop the certification of the electoral certificates and votes. And those two things. I'm going to tell you why I know it is Boris Epstein, who Boris Epstein is, and then compare and contrast the indictment to this new information in the newly filed motion by Jack Smith. Let me break it all down on this particular hot take. Start with how we got here. In order to use evidence of that shows historical evidence or acts of other people or bad conduct that tends to show intent, preparation, knowledge, absence of mistake or common plan under the federal rules of evidence 404B. So we're going to talk a lot about 404B. You got to file a motion with the court and give the other side advance notice of what you plan to do with trial. It's that kind of special type of evidence that you have to get. You can't surprise uh, the other side like Trump and you can't surprise the judge with. You got, got to do it early. That's why we're doing December filings about a March trial in the District of Columbia. And in here, there's about six different categories. We'll do them on separate hot takes on the Legal AF, uh, leaders of Legal AF. But there's there's different uh, uh, historical data, information, conduct, behavior, statements of Donald Trump and of the co-conspirators that, that the uh, trial team wants to use against Donald Trump and is informing the court of that right now, subject to the opposition by Donald Trump. Now, particularly the thing that was most interesting to me was uh, this header, this headline on page three over to four of the motion that they want to introduce to the jury evidence of the defendant and a co-conspirator's knowledge of the unfavorable election results and motive and intent to subvert them. That's how we got here. Now, what are they talking about? What they're talking about particularly is that a campaign employee who is also an unindicted co-conspirator and I'll put the puzzle together for you in a minute, and all roads lead to Boris Epstein, that that particular person on November the 4th of 2020 exchanged a series of text messages, top of page four of the motion, with an attorney supporting the campaign's election day operations at the TCF Center in Detroit, which is where votes were being counted. In those messages that the, that the special counsel has, the campaign employee, Boris Epstein, encouraged rioting and other methods of obstruction when he learned that the vote count was trending in favor of the defendant's opponent, Joe Biden. There's a big blacked out section that we'll learn about after this case is over. It's been redacted now because it has super secret confidential information. We can only surmise what it was. But the motion goes on to further describe the role of Mr. Epstein, although they, they just call him the campaign employee. 
The government will also show that around the time of these messages, an election official at the TCF Center observed that as Biden began to take the lead, a large number of untrained individuals, I'm not sure what that means, flooded the TCF Center and began making illegitimate and aggressive challenges to the vote count. I guess it means untrained. They weren't trained, uh, approved official poll watchers and vote watchers which both parties are allowed to have in the room, they were just untrained and just were were the goon squad that flooded the room. Thereafter, Trump made repeated false claims regarding election activities at the TCF Center, when in truth, his agent was seeking to cause a riot to disrupt the count. That's Epstein. So Donald Trump is claiming there's problems in Detroit. The problems are being caused by his own guy, his own co-conspirator. This evidence is admissible, the uh, special counsel goes on to demonstrate that the defendant, his co-conspirators and agents had knowledge that the defendant had lost the election as well as their intent and motive to obstruct and overturn the legitimate results. Now, how am I piecing two and two together? Let me read for, let me read to you what's in the indictment about co-conspirator number six. The co-conspirators are John Eastman, Ken Chesbrough, Sidney Powell, Jeffrey Clark, uh, Rudy Giuliani, and Boris Epstein. All the rest of them are lawyers or lawyer wannabes uh, who were involved with the fake electors and other pressure campaigns that were used to delay the peaceful transfer of power. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season two. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Each week since the start of the football season, I've had an absolute blast putting my skills to the test and competing in not just football, but all the daily fantasy sports Prize Picks has to offer. It truly is such a blast putting my skills to the test. Go to prizepicks.com slash legalaf and use code legalaf for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash legalaf and use code legalaf for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Boris Epstein occupied a unique spot in the indictment because even though he was a lawyer, he wasn't described that way. He was described as follows in the indictment. Remember, here in the motion, he's identified as a campaign employee, meaning he got paid, his paycheck came from the Trump campaign. Here, this co-conspirator was is listed in the indictment as follows. He was um, a political consultant 
who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. That's Boris Epstein. That on December 7th of 2020, a month or three weeks after the events at Detroit where he tried to cause a riot, that co-conspirator number one, who's Rudy Giuliani, talked with Boris Epstein, number six, about attorneys, quote, who could assist in the fraudulent elector effort in the targeted states. And he received from co-conspirator number six, Boris Epstein, an email identifying attorneys in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. But here comes the violence. Here comes the riot. In the indictment, the indictment alleges that on the evening of Jan 6th, as part of Trump and co-conspirator number one's, Giuliani's, efforts to, quote, exploit the violence and chaos at the Capitol by calling lawmakers and trying to convince them to delay the certification, co-conspirator six, Boris Epstein, attempted to confirm phone numbers for six United States senators whom the defendant had directed Giuliani to call and attempt to delay the certification. So it's a perfect match. It's two halves of the same of the same locket. It's two halves of the same puzzle piece. Uh, political consultant in the indictment, campaign employee here, using a riot in the motion to stop the count of the regular votes in Detroit, using his efforts in um, Jan 6 to use the violence and chaos to stop the count of the electoral certificates and him also being one of the architects of the electoral fake elector certificate process. That's all Boris Epstein. The question I have always had is, how in the heck has Boris Epstein avoided being an actual indicted co-conspirator in Georgia and or in the District of Columbia? He's currently in the inner circle of Donald Trump. He basically replaced Michael Cohen when Michael Cohen had his problems as the consigliere inside fixer for Donald Trump. He's appeared at every major event. He's like some criminal zealot. He's he's appeared at every event in, on the on the arm of Donald Trump. He's there for the arraignments. He's there in the room for um, you know the civil fraud case. He attends the testimony when Donald Trump testified at the civil fraud case. He's in his his. His this guy in a three-piece suit is in, we'll put up some pictures, is in every location because he's that close to Donald Trump. He brought in the criminal lawyers that are currently representing Donald Trump, Chris Geis, and Todd Blanche. That's how close he is to Donald Trump. And here in the indictment, he's listed as being involved with the chaos and rioting on Jan 6th. And here we get the new information. That's what I love about these motions. New evidence. We hadn't heard before about his role in trying to cause a riot in Detroit that then Donald Trump used to say there is a riot in Detroit. I mean, some people might be thinking I'm describing like the last episode of Succession, the last season. Sorry, spoiler alert. I'm not. This goes to motive, intent, and common purpose and plan and lack of mistake or inadvertence, which is what the prosecutor has to do to prove the intent, criminal intent and knowing intent of Donald Trump at trial to carry his their burden beyond a reasonable doubt and undermine any of the defenses that have already been suggested. So what we have here so far is the revelation that Boris Epstein is not out of the woods. If he thought he wasn't going to get indicted, like the only reason to answer my own question, 
The only reason I don't think he's been indicted, along with the other co-conspirators, the ones that aren't cooperating anyway, is that, uh, you know, the special counsel doesn't want to pull the brake on anything that could derail the freight train that is the trial of Donald Trump in D.C. for March. And now to have like a superseding indictment or another indictment and add him to this, he'll just do a separate indictment as long as the special counsel's office remains open, meaning up until there's another election in November and hopefully the right person wins and he doesn't have a going out of business sale like the Jan 6 committee, they'll continue to investigate and prosecute. I anticipate that Boris Epstein, if the special counsel has the time uh, left on the clock, will be indicted, along with others of the of the currently unindicted co-conspirator list that are cooperating with the federal government. Um, but that's for another day. And that's another reason elections are, are important and have consequences. Because if the wrong person wins and occupies the Oval Office, then, then there's a going out of business sale for Jack Smith. Everything stops after the election, basically. There'll be no more investigations or prosecutions um, and no more people brought to justice related to Jan 6th at all because he'll be fired uh, promptly on, on uh, you know, the day, the, the you know, minute after uh, that person is sworn in. That's why elections matter. You care about the Supreme Court and future openings on the Supreme Court and who occupies them, or you want to just rub your hands uh, and, and bemoan the state of the Supreme Court then vote for the right person who can get the right people into the seats of the Supreme Court and courts around the country, appellate and trial. Same thing with prosecutors. You like your Department of Justice going after voting, making sure voting rights are properly being uh, uh, secured and preserved and people that are disenfranchised uh, have a Department of Justice that has their back and people and, and black and brown people that are you know abused by the police have a place to go and have a friend of the Department of Justice. Uh, and women's rights uh, have a have a friend in the Department of Justice. You want that? Make sure that the right person wins that election. Boris Epstein, obviously, I have no doubt. I'll bet a dinner that he is the campaign employee that's listed here. If I had to pick a person, if I was at a cocktail party and somebody said, "Who among the unindicted co-conspirators do you think would be the one that would try to cause a riot in Detroit in order to?" Um, stop the peaceful count or the lawful count, I'd say Boris Epstein. And and that's how the um, special counsel's office feels about it too. We'll follow Boris, I'll follow Boris Epstein. I have from the very beginning, right here on the Midas Touch Network on their YouTube channel. We sit at Legal AF at that corner of law, politics, and justice. So you don't have to. We bring you these stories every half hour, every hour on the YouTube channel. Then we curate it in our podcast called Legal AF, Wednesdays and Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern time, only on the Midas Touch Network on their YouTube channel, and then on audio podcast platforms of your choice. If you like what we're doing here, give me a thumbs up. It matters. Leave a comment. It matters. It helps keep me on the air, as they like to say. And tune in for Legal AF and help the Midas Touch Network get to 2 million free subscribers. I never thought I'd say that number, but I do. And I'm proud of it and help them get there before 2024. They're an independent media company without outside investors. So you matter. You really matter here and your voice is heard as, as this organization grows. So until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.